Engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good evening, it's Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. I hope you're doing well. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You know, this Barcelona attack, um, just to fill you in, we're getting, looks like 13 people dead, 50 people injured. Uh, Now it looks like 80 uh, people injured. They have upped this in the last little while. Um, We've had multiple sustained attacks there. We got issues in uh, Barcelona, we've got issues across Europe, and that's a problem. And it's a problem, if nothing else, because we are distracted. Um, we're distracted as a nation right now. We are distracted because the the country seems to be on fire. We're distracted for all sorts of reasons. And... Uh, it's it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating on a number of levels, and it is primarily frustrating to me because I, I think we're going to be distracted to the point where we're going to get something like a 9-11. And I don't mean to say that and scare people. I don't mean to say that and worry people, but... Look what happened with Bill Clinton and impeachment in 1998. In 1998, the, the, we had the, the Monica Lewinsky trial. We had the impeachment. And, well, prior to that, Al-Qaeda had tried to blow up the World Trade Center. While we were distracted with the world trade well with the world trade center bombing then we were distracted with the impeachment and all that um we had this just this this profound sense that the nation had turned inward we largely until after the impeachment when bill clinton returned to trying to focus on the middle east uh, we had this weird situation here where the united states really we, we kind of ignored the rest of the world for a while We were fighting amongst ourselves. And while we were fighting amongst ourselves, well, the rest of the world was paying attention, including emboldened terrorists. And it seems to me we need to be concerned about those emboldened terrorists. It seems to me we need to be concerned that the emboldened terrorists uh, might be looking at us again, being distracted as we are, and decide... To do something. Uh, point to ponder here. Again, the phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I said yesterday, and I want to follow up with this, I just don't think the situation we're in right now is sustainable. And I want to be very clear when I say this. I don't care who you blame. Trump supporters blame the left. Trump supporters say that 
The left has concocted all sorts of excuses not to accept the election, whether the Russians stole the election or what have you. They just they refuse to accept the election. They refuse to acknowledge Donald Trump as their president. They're protesting in the streets. They're trying to amp up the, the, the pressure. They're trying to get people exasperated. They're trying to exhaust people. They're trying to force Trump out of office. It's all their fault. The left looks at Donald Trump and says it's all Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump is incapable of being president. He's not capable of learning on the job. He puts his foot in his mouth. He causes un- he causes self-inflicted wounds. He's a racist. He's a bigot. He's he's played with fire with the white nationalists and the alt-right. He, he, I don't care who is to blame. You shouldn't care who is to blame. What you should admit is that we are in a situation right now that is not sustainable. We are in a situation right now where people are exhausted by the day-to-day coverage. They are exhausted by the angst. They are exhausted by the constant fighting. We careen from one bit of chaos to another. And you know, it's great for ratings. The the media, despite what they say, despite all the hand-wringing, the media loves this because it's great for ratings. I'm sure it's great for talk radio. I know my ratings have been fantastic. Maybe it's the chaos. Maybe I shouldn't be complaining, but I'm an American before I'm a talk radio show host, and this isn't good for the country. The president and the media, they may pay attention to the ratings and think it's a good thing because people are paying attention, people are engaged, people are watching, but it's not a good thing for the country. The president thrives on the chaos and the country dies a little. It's national unity dies. It's not a good situation for us. And I don't know who is in the position to start scaling back and walking this back. I don't think the president's capable of it. And I don't think if the president can't begin to act like a president should act, and let's just all acknowledge he's not, then something's got to give. I mean, he's he's pl- not playing at president. He's playing at what he thinks the president in a spaghetti western would look like. I mean, if you listen to the way Donald Trump speaks as president, if you listen to the way he behaves, watch the way he behaves as president— He's not behaving as a president of the United States. He's behaving as a C-list actor would portray the president in a B-movie. Now, you can say that's cruel of me to point out, but I stand by the remark. I think it's true, and I know it makes Trump supporters mad, and this is part of the problem. There is very little the president can do to get any of his supporters to rebuke him, and as a result, he feeds off of it, he amplifies it, and he doubles down on it. But on the other side, there are a bunch of people who refuse to acknowledge anything good the man has done. For example, here's one good thing the president has done. He did not pay off North Korea. It is very apparent North Korea's saber-rattling was because they wanted another payoff from the United States. Barack Obama paid him off, George W. Bush paid him off. Bill Clinton paid him off. And Donald Trump said, absolutely not. We'll go to war before we pay him off. And so they back down on their own. That's a good thing. We should be celebrating that. We should be acknowledging the president did a good thing. Maybe he fell into it. Maybe he lucked into it. Maybe he didn't know what he was doing, but we still wound up where we needed to wind up. And people don't want to give him credit for that. I mean, you got Trump derangement syndrome on both sides. Some are so deranged they can never acknowledge the man has done anything wrong, and others can never acknowledge he's ever done anything good. Life's a little more complicated than what you might believe. But right now we're just in chaos. Both sides fighting each other. Look at the situation in Barcelona. 13 people killed, over 80 injured. ISIS is on the march. Al-Qaeda is resurgent. 
You've got radical Islam spreading across Europe. You've got terrorist attacks. You've got North Korea getting nuclear weapons. You've got the Russians trying to expand into Eastern Europe. You've got China expanding into South America through land and mineral rights acquisitions. You've got China expanding in the South China Sea, building man-made islands. You've got all of these bits of chaos careening together and pay no attention to what's happening in Africa right now where terrorist groups are starting to grow. And meanwhile, we're fighting over whether or not we should take down a statue or not. By the way, there's polling out on whether or not we should take down the statues, and it is not good polling for the Democrats. I'll tell you what the polling is, what it shows. It's 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. When we come back. We will come back, believe it or not. Wolf Blitzer. I like Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer is a good man. Wolf Blitzer is a good reporter. But what happened on his show today, I could not believe it. I mean, I really couldn't believe it. I, I have heard people, you know, I remember in school, teachers used to say there's no such thing as a dumb question. But there really is. I mean, it's just like people say that it's not the gift that counts. It's it's the thought that counts, not the gift. No, there you can get such a terrible gift from someone. It's very clear that the person wasn't thinking when they tried to come up with a gift for you. In the same way, someone really can't ask a stupid, stupid question. There are such things as stupid questions. There are dumb questions. And we got into that dangerous stupidity territory today on CNN on Wolf Blitzer's show, of all places, a place I would never have expected to have encountered it. And then uh, there's the other thing CNN did. And I am, you know, I, I still feel like their hometown, even though m- most of their shop has moved to New York, but I am really, really disappointed in a pretty significant thing CNN did today, and I wish they would walk it back, but I don't have any faith that they will. I'll tell you what it is when we come back. It is 40 after the hour. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800 WSB-TALK. Hi, CNN. So before I get into what else they did, let me let me play this audio from Wolf Blitzer today. The final point I would make, Wolf, is just, is just this note that... In light of the, the uproar of the last several days, five days apart, you have a white supremacists in Charlottesville use a vehicle to kill. And here you have attackers, at least following the modus operandi uh, of terrorists, using vehicles uh, apparently to kill as well. And, and that's those shared tactics uh, that, that should be alarming. Yeah, and there will be questions about copycats. There will be questions if uh, what happened... Uh, in Barcelona uh, was at all, at all, uh, a copycat version of what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, even though there may be different characters, different political ambitions. Uh, they use uh, the, same, uh, the same killing device, a vehicle going at, at high speed into a group, a large group of pedestrians. As the kids these days say, SMDH. I mean, we need a Picard facepalm graphic right now. Um, 
if anything, it was the the monster in Charlottesville who was doing what ISIS has done. We've had cars drive into people in London, in Paris, in Brussels, in Nice, in Barcelona. They're not copying the guy in Charlottesville. If anything else, the guy in Charlottesville is copying them. But uh, let's not pretend it's actually copying. The guy in Charlottesville was driving a car into protesters. The terrorists in Barcelona were driving a car into innocent people who were bystanders, not participating. And by the way, this isn't me trying to say that somehow the protesters deserved it. I'm just saying there's a difference. You have innocent people going about their daily lives in Barcelona, not participating in a protest or anything else, making themselves, in some cases, targets for the counter-protesters. Or I guess in that case, it was counter-protesters being targeted by the original protesters in Charlottesville. But nonetheless, you see what I'm saying, I assume. I mean, this uh, copy can... No, this wasn't copy. This is so... God bless him. No. But, and you know, what's so crazy here is, is they're, they're not saying radical Islam. This was a Moroccan-born Muslim who was the terrorist. But uh, they'll go after the white supremacists. They'll call the white supremacists by name. They will even say that all white people need to answer for the white supremacists. But they're never sure if it's a Muslim. And if it is a Muslim, it's only one lone wolf. It's never a coordinated thing. And, and not all Muslims need to answer for the Muslim terrorist. All white people must answer for the one white supremacist. But no Muslim must ever answer for the multiple Muslim lone wolves. Uh, it, it, the whole thing is just maddening. So CNN is running a Southern Poverty Law Center press release as a news story. The Southern Poverty Law Center used to be a decent organization back in the 60s and 70s that really exposed racism in the country and, and hate in the country. Uh, but as racism has been on the decline in the country, it's never going to go away because sin's never going to go away, but it has declined. Uh, the SPLC started branching out, and they essentially have become a left-wing organization, uh, but one that the media gives clout to. They are left-wing activists, and they've released their list of hate groups in the country. And CNN has run an article today as if this list of groups is legitimately a group of, of hate groups. I mean, they're, they're sensationalizing it even by what hate groups are in your local community. Well, the Catholic Church, the Alliance Defending Freedom, the Family Research Council, Christian groups. See, the Southern Poverty Law Center has decided that if you are a traditional Christian organization and you believe in traditional Orthodox Christianity, including Christian sexual ethic, and so you believe that same-sex marriage is a sin, you're a hate crime. You're a hate organization. If you belong to an organization that believes in traditional marriage, you belong to a hate organization. And so local Catholic groups are being labeled as hate groups by the SPLC. Uh, The Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a group of voluntary Christian attorneys who uh, defend other Christians in court who are being persecuted, they're labeled a hate group. And CNN's running it as if it's objective and true. No critical analysis. Some say is the best CNN did. Some say that they've become an activist organization. 
but the FBI doesn't keep a list of hate groups, so the SPLCs is the most credible. Most credible to whom? CNN and liberal activists. They're treating it as legitimate. They should be ashamed of themselves. You know, I love CNN. I really do. I loved working there. They are good people. I would still work there. Uh, but for some contract issues, we never could seem to get clear language on. So I moved to Fox. Fox made me a great offer. I love Fox. I have fond memories of CNN. I love the people who work at CNN. I have a lot of friends who work at CNN. Most of the people who work at CNN are mindful. Many of them come from liberal backgrounds, and so they work very hard to balance out that bias, to try to be fair. Not all of them succeed. Not all of them care to do it, Chris Cuomo. But a lot of them do. The majority of them do. They're good people. They're good reporters. They have a great reputation. And I am so ashamed of what they did today for them. I am ashamed for them. And I don't think they have a sense of shame over it, and they should. You know, Floyd Lee Corkins got on the Southern Poverty Law Center website, saw the groups that SPLC labeled a hate group, saw the Family Research Council on it, and showed up on their doorstep with a gun and Chick-fil-A sandwiches to mass assassinate the staff and shove their mouths full of Chick-fil-A sandwiches. James Hodgkinson, before going out to commit mass assassination on Republican members of Congress, liked the SPLC website on his Facebook page. If someone else from the left goes out yet again for a third time to try to commit mass assassination on a group of conservatives and they've been following the SPLC website, I think it might become fair to ask how much blood should be on CNN's hands for treating this as legitimate. It is 56 after the hour. I am looking forward to not being here on Monday. I'm going to North Georgia to see the eclipse. And I have, I, I got my super telephoto lens from um, B&H in the in UPS delivered it this afternoon. I've been outside testing it. If you go on Instagram uh, to E.W. Erickson, you can see my, my video I shot of the sun, complete with sunspots, no less outside i intend to go up there maybe i need to live stream it myself from from my mountain perch in north georgia i am very excited about the eclipse but here's the problem my wife is hearing news reports that like rabin county and whatnot up in north georgia are expecting eighty thousand people um more than the the county can sustain and she doesn't want to go and she doesn't want the kids to go and i'm wondering is it real? I mean, or do they really think that North Georgia is going to be overwhelmed with people such that you can't even move around? Anybody have any ideas on that? Because I'd really like the kids to see this, but I see your point. It is 10 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is WSB and Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Um, Vice, you know, Vice, they're doing all sorts of new stuff these days. I think they got a TV channel they partnered with HBO. They've got a website. Uh, they they deleted the tweet, um, but originally they, they were pushing out a story advocating um, tearing down Mount Rushmore because it was just a bunch of old white slave owner, owners on Mount Rushmore. Of course, Teddy Roosevelt didn't own slaves, but that didn't stop them. 
In Chicago, you've got a, a pastor up there who wants to get rid of um, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson statues and, and naming a park. you got a CNN commentator who wants to get rid of Washington and Jefferson from around the country. Al Sharpton wants to get rid of Thomas Jefferson. Uh, you got all these things around the nation proving, by the way, Donald Trump's point the other day. Making the case for Donald Trump's point. The most interesting thing, though, to come out of all of this is Chuck Schumer. This should be a warning for Democrats. Chuck Schumer, in a statement to the New York Times, said that the president and Steve Bannon are trying to distract the public by pivoting to tearing down Confederate monuments. We need to keep our eye on the Nazis. Well, technically, the power went out. (laughs) we're back everything came back online it just took a minute um weird anyway so as i was saying why would chuck schumer pivot and say we need to keep our eyes on the nazis well pbs and marist have done polling turns out that 50 percent of black voters 50 percent of hispanic voters and over 65 percent of white voters are opposed to tearing down Confederate monuments. Yeah. 50% of black voters. And, you know, this, listen, anecdote is not data, but we have been flooded with phone calls from, uh, particularly from black women who are very opposed to taking down all the statues. Not because they like the statues, they don't, They understand what the statue symbolized, but it just seems like uh, in doing so, we're opening wounds. We're causing hurt feelings where there had been none. Uh, The statues aren't doing anything to anyone. They're, They're collecting pigeon poop, keeping it off of people, and just leave them alone. Move forward, not backward. You know, I was on city council down in uh, Macon, Georgia, for a number of years with a lady named Elaine Lucas. David Lucas, her husband, is in the state senate. Uh, Elaine and I saw eye to eye on very little. In fact, she would routinely refer to me as Eric KKK Erickson. She would spell my last name with three K's. Yeah, I'm kid you not. Uh, she saw most things through a racial lens. And in, in fact, you know, her house burned down and my wife uh, made her and her family dinner. They were having to stay at one of those uh, like residence in type hotels as kitchenette and whatnot. And Christy made them dinner. And a few weeks later, she got mad at me about something and went off on how I had little um, blue eyed Nazi children. Yeah, uh, we didn't see eye to eye on much. Um, and so th- this gives you a perspective on her worldview. She also, for example, Macon has a Rosa Parks Park. And she and several other members of city council are now the county commission down in Macon have uh, passed an ordinance prohibiting people from drinking beer in the park. The the park is right across from a uh, brew pub and there's a brewery also up the block and they've been having a a middle Georgia beer festival and they had it in the park since there's so many local uh, growler facilities and, and brew pubs and stuff right around the park. They had it in the park. Well, they didn't want people to Uh, defaming Rosa Parks by drinking in her park. Paints the picture of who this person is, so you understand. When the topic of tearing down a Confederate monument in downtown Macon came up, she said she is far less interested in tearing down the past and far more interested in building up the future. 
excellent quote. Uh, a, a voice of reason on this. And I think there are a lot of people who would agree with that. that there, there's no reason to linger on the past. You know, this is not akin to tearing down the statues of, of Lenin and Stalin and Saddam Hussein. Um, those were symbols of immediate oppression uh, by liberated people, where, where the, the liberation occurred uh, well over 150 years ago in this country. And by the way, a number of the statues that people want torn down were not statues, contrary to what the media has said in, in many cases. They weren't statues put up in the 1950s and 60s in response to Jim Crow and desegregation. They were put up in the early 1900s as Confederate veterans who had become Americans again and were dying off uh, and had come back and contributed to their communities. That There were monuments built in their honor uh, to commemorate them, whether you like it or not, whether you thought it was right or wrong. It, it wasn't uh, It put up in defiance of Jim Crow coming down in desegregation. Uh, it was put up as historic monuments in, in the early 1900s. And uh, 50% of black voters, 50% of Hispanic voters, two-thirds of white voters say there's no reason to tear these things down. And again, I believe that most people understand what's at stake here. This is not about the Confederate monuments. This is about the left trying to control history. You don't. You won't stop at the Confederate monuments, and we're already seeing it. We're seeing it. it, it take down Mount Rushmore. Uh, change the names of things related to the founding fathers. They, they'll come for the statues, and then they will come for people. They will come for the people who do not stand with them. They will come for the people who disagreed. They will come for the people who wanted to be neutral. They will come for the people after the statues because it's the left. The left always goes after the people. Again, Antifa and white supremacists, they are just two sides of a common coin. They're all anti-Semites, both sides of them. One defines people by who they are based on skin color. The other defines people by who they are based on sexual orientation. They're all about defining people in one way or another, pigeonholing people, making people be part of themselves. The whole of themselves must be defined by part of themselves. They want to divide people up, both sides. They do this. There is really no big difference between Antifa and the neo-Nazis. The only major difference is that Antifa hasn't killed someone in a protest yet. They've sent many people to hospitals. They've Molotov cocktail many businesses they burned down the governor's mansion in Texas years ago. But these are all hate groups. It's just the left gives moral clout to Antifa, claiming that they're fighting the neo-Nazis. Well, you know, the Nazis and the communists were kissing cousins. They were the same thing. That's just the reality of it. And I think that what we should realize in this country is that as long as the left isn't willing to recognize what Antifa is and they keep giving moral clarity and clout to people and groups like Antifa, this is only going to get worse. It's only going to escalate. The president himself is escalating the situation. But tearing down the monuments, most people don't want to. Twenty-seven after the hour. Oh, I want to go to the phones now. Uh, let's. Uh, well, uh, no, we uh, we had somebody who was calling earlier who was calling about the massive crowds in North Georgia. I wanted to talk to him, but that's okay. Right now, let's go to uh, Helen in Atlanta. You're next. Welcome. Hello. How are you? My, I am well. How are you? Good. 
Okay, my question is, why don't they come up with a Confederate museum? That way they can preserve all the statues. Well, you, you know, there are some, and even the Confederate museums are under attack. You got the the place, what is it, in Henry County, um, mm-hmm. that was a Confederate museum, and, and kids could go and see an actual battlefield and, and see how the trenches worked and stuff. And you had several members of the Henry County Commission, if I remember right, one of the place shut down. They thought it, it perpetuated racism or some such when it was just showing kids how the war was fought. Um, I, I think it's a never-ending battle. In fact, I've got a buddy of mine who sent me an email the other day who he works as a volunteer for a museum that has some priceless World War II planes. One of them is one of the most infamous planes ever built by the Nazis and has a SWAT stick on the back. And they've decided they have to keep it parked in a garage and not repair it and not paint it and not fix it and let it rust away because the social justice warriors are upset. It is 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Let's go back to the phones. Ed and Marietta, you're next. Welcome. Yes, sir. Eric, I want to make uh, one quick point. Um, yep. if, if you don't have a problem with um, um, a, a statue of a um, Robert E. Lee, why not put a statue of um, Benedict Arnold? I can easily argue that Benedict Arnold was, uh, uh, that uh, Robert E. Lee was way worse than Benedict Arnold. They both fought against the United States government okay robert e lee fought for the confederacy and he fought um under the orders of jefferson davis they both were in my opinion were fighting for a different nation against the united states they were they absolutely were uh and i would submit that the big difference is that Robert E. Lee survived the war and Benedict Arnold didn't and then spent the rest of his life helping to try to put the Union back together. But but his actions is what the people are upset about. That's 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 all I'm saying. Yeah, but they're, they're, out, they're, they're not upset about his actions, I don't believe. I think they're, that's just really cover. I mean, because they also want to go after George Washington and they want to go after Thomas Jefferson and they want to go after the founders. And once they've gone after them, then they'll go after Governor Talmadge and then they'll go after uh, Christians they don't like. And I mean, that, that's just the pretext for it. I mean, frankly, I think that Robert E. Lee made a terrible decision to leave the Union, but he viewed it differently. And I'm not going to relitigate it in the 21st century, uh, 19th century controversies. But I do think that uh, there are far worse people out there than Robert E. Lee to be a role model. In fact, I would submit that Robert E. Lee is a better role model for your children than President Trump. Robert E. Lee freed the slaves, didn't like the institution of slavery, was opposed to the institution of slavery. After the war, actually said he didn't want a monument built in his name, didn't want a monument built for him wanted to dedicate himself to putting the Union back together. In fact, you will recall that Ulysses S. Grant vehemently opposed trying Robert E. Lee for treason. Now, I'm not going to defend his decision to to walk out of the Union and and fight Virginia and and definitely not defend his his position in, in taking orders from Jefferson Davis. But let's not kid ourselves. Let's really not kid ourselves. This isn't about the Confederacy. This isn't about statues. This is about left-wing activists 
trying to keep left-wing activists engaged in a cause and stir up grievances and keep people angry and litigate a case against Donald Trump. You get rid of the Jefferson Davis statue. You'll then get rid of the Robert E. Lee statue. You'll then get rid of the Thomas Jefferson statue. You'll then get rid of the George Washington statue. You'll then get rid of figures from the 1950s and 60s who were opposed or who participated in Jim Crow. You'll then get rid of statues of Ronald Reagan because Ronald Reagan was a traditional conservative. You'll then get rid of statues of, of Christians because Christians support traditional marriage. It will go on and on and on. And when there are no statues left, they will turn on people. They will go after the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the photographer. Oh, wait, they already are. They already are. They're going after the Baronel Stutzmans of the world, the Jack Millers of the world, the Elaine photographies of the world, because even though the Constitution guarantees you the freedom to exercise your religion, the left won't allow you to do it in your business. They're going after the Hobby Lobbies, the Little Sisters of the Poor, the Conestoga Wagons. You can say that it's about Robert E. Lee all you want. I don't believe you. That is pretext. It is just what they're going after now. Once he's gone, it'll be something else, and then it'll be something else, and then it will eventually be people. And I shouldn't even say eventually because that's already happening. Whether it's Brandon Ike being driven away from Mozilla, whether it's the, the guy from Google who has to be fired because he dared to insult politically correct culture by giving them scientific facts and scientific studies. It's all part of the same thing. The white supremacists and Antifa are the exact same thing. One defines you by your skin color, the other by your sexual orientation. They both want to shut down anyone who disagrees with them. They both hate Jews. They are all anti-Semitic. Uh, they just have different grievances from opposite ends of the spectrum, and they find themselves coming full circle. They are the same thing. They engage in the same sorts of violent activities to affect the same things, to strike fear in the hearts of anyone who disagrees with them, to shut down dissent, and to decide that they will be in charge. They are fighting over who becomes the grand says who. And Robert E. Lee has nothing to do with that fight. He's just the guy that they're focused on right now, among a bunch of others, to pretend that it's not about who becomes the grand says who. By the way, as an aside here, it is useful to point out how idiot the white supremacists are that they are the, the worst people for their cause you know the clan in in the midst of all this decided they wanted to burn a cross at stone mountain way way to draw the attention to stone mountain of of the antifa crowd you, you got the white supremacists they march in charlottesville over a statue and what happens the statues come down they make it very easy for people to get the statues down i mean and honestly i i genuinely believe this i think some of them actually know that we all hate them some of them are actually self-aware enough to know that everyone hates white supremacists, but they find it useful to their cause to go in and do these things that damage their cause because then they think they can recruit. Dylan Roof goes into a church in Charleston, South Carolina and kills a bunch of people, suddenly makes it very easy to take the Confederate flag down finally from the state capitol. The white supremacist march in Charlottesville makes it very easy after they kill someone to take statues down in Charlottesville. But you know what they do? They go out and they fundraise. And they claim grievance, they claim they're oppressed, and they try to draw in malcontented white boys, most of them without fathers, and try to bring them into it. Essentially, it, it, it's the, 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 the skinhead white version of a gang. They undermine themselves and they do it on purpose because they know they can boost their recruiting numbers. They are a group of worthless individuals. 
And by the way, I would note the real danger here than the real issue is that there are far less white supremacists than the media would have you believe. And unfortunately, there are far more people sympathetic to Antifa, which the media would have you believe you have nothing to fear from and you have everything to fear from because they are exactly like the white supremacists in motive and the way they operate. It is 55 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Uh, Radar, yep, still clear. Hallelujah. I hope this holds for the eclipse. I really do. I am very excited by this eclipse. A a once-in-a-300-year opportunity, allegedly. Although, in fairness, uh, in in like 2024 or so, there will be one over Texas. And then in 2042 or so, there will be one over the West Coast. So, not your only chance to actually see an American solar total eclipse, but... For our area, yeah. And it's going to get dark in Atlanta, too. You're going to get about 97% coverage in Atlanta. You go up to the the uh, Georgia-North Carolina line, you'll get 100% coverage for about 30 seconds. Go further in the North Carolina, around the Murphy area, up towards Asheville, you'll get about 2 minutes, 30 seconds of total darkness. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited to see this. Uh, I'm thinking my kids and wife probably are going to wind up not going with me because of the crowds. Uh, we were going to go to Nashville. But the school um, decided to do the the new middle schooler orientation thing on Monday night, and uh, that should keep us here. We were going to go to Nashville, and that's just too far. So we decided to go up to the North Georgia Mountains, and now here in like 80,000 people in some cases are expected. My wife's like, do we really want to? Yes, I'm going. If I can convince them to go, so much the better. Uh, maybe I can go up there still and finally get that kayak and because I'll be on the Tacoa. I don't know. In any event, uh, I will be here tomorrow. Uh, you guys have a good night. Uh, we will keep our eye on this Barcelona situation. Stay with WSB. I'll be on with Scott Slade in the morning, bringing you all the latest news overnight. More Republican dissent against the president, including Tim Scott now, coming out this evening saying the president's lost his moral center.